Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Martha Munizzi. Martha Munizzi is an American Christian music singer-songwriter, author, and pastor. She has an extensive discography and is well-known for her many award-winning songs and albums. Martha and Dan currently pastor Epic Life Church in Orlando, Florida. Today, Martha will share about her new book, Because of Who You Are, The Stories Behind My Music, and she'll share about leadership lessons that she's learned along her journey. So get ready, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another Avail podcast where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We are one church, two languages. I'm your host for the Avail podcast every single week where we connect with amazing leaders. Amazing leaders. Today, we have an amazing leader. She's a pastor. She's a worshiper. She's an author. We're talking about Pastor Martha Munizzi. Pastor Martha, it's good to have you on Avail Podcast. How you feeling? I'm doing good, Pastor Virgil. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'm excited to talk uh, about your new book. I, I, we're we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, before we do that, I love for our Avail audience to lean in. There's a lot of people who know you, a lot of people who probably have have sung many of the worship songs and the songs that you've uh, written throughout the years. But there's a few, I'm sure, leaning in and getting to know you here today. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, I'm a wife of 35 years. I'm a mother of three adult children. I am a singer-songwriter. Most people would know me by my music and leading worship. Um, just have had opportunities to, to do eight records and to travel all over the world and, and leading worship and singing. And, and it's been an incredible, it's, an, it's been an incredible journey. And God's just blessed us in um, such an incredible way. And the last few years have looked so different from just traveling, but uh, that's, I, m- most people would know me from my songs because of who you are and glorious songs that are pretty much being sung um, in a lot of different places. And uh, it's, it's just been a blessing. So that's what I've been doing up until about eight years ago. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, well, you know, first of all, let me just say as a, as also as a worshiper, uh, a worship leader, a pastor's kid and somebody, I got to travel a little bit through Latin America, taking music. Uh, I admire people like yourself who have not only written amazing songs, but have led so many people uh, in worship throughout, throughout these years. Uh, and then now uh, you and your, and your husband, eight years into your church plant, Epic Life Church in, uh, uh, in close to Orlando, Florida. I love the fact that God calls people that are doing things to do more things for his kingdom. And, and I was just curious, how's the church doing? You know, we're doing really good. We've, we, you know, just like everybody else, we made it through COVID. We survived. <laughs> um, I think we kind of had to relaunch a little bit, which most people did. But we had the faithful that stuck it out and we're we are just coming back and, and growing. And um, it is just it's like a, a totally different world now, as I'm sure you would understand, uh, pastoring post-COVID than it was pre-COVID. Uh, but it's been the most incredible challenge. We've all grown um, just a, a lot. We've, gr- we've grown a lot in our leadership. We've had to grow. Yeah. Uh, and the way that our maybe even our church operates and our thought processes are and our, our children, because our family, we. Uh, we pastor with our family. It's, it's mm. our children, all five of us. So that's been a challenge. I feel like we've got, man, we could help some people there um, because that is really hard. Um, but it's great. Our oldest daughter, Danielle, she uh, runs our youth ministry, does a great job. And 
and uh, works in our, our worship. Our middle daughter runs our worship department and, and um, our son's very involved. So it's a family, it's a family uh, leadership team. So, but we're loving it. We're, we're Epic Life. We're, I, I don't know if maybe you would feel this way, but it takes time to kind of discover who you really are as yeah. a church. And I feel like that's this going into eight years, eight years in September. I feel like we're finally discovering who we are and just gaining permission to just, just be who we are with no apologies. And um, so that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. And, and and what you're saying is absolutely true. I think it takes some years to begin to develop. I mean, you, for, for, as, a, as a singer, as a worshiper, you know, it took you some time to develop your voice and, and who you are. And it's the same thing, I think, for pastors and leaders to kind of develop, okay, at the beginning, you're kind of learning from others, sometimes even emulating a little bit what you're seeing and learning from people that are steps ahead. But eventually you get to a point where you start gaining your voice and, and understanding your confidently your calling and, um, and, and how God wants to use you. So I, I love hearing that. I think that that eight year mark is a significant mark and um, pastoring and leading as a family. I think there's a, there's a, a lot of people who are going to lean into that. Um, I love this, Martha. I, I'm excited to talk about your new book. I think there's, there's a, uh, there's something God wants to do through this book. Let me, let me just mention it to everybody who's listening and or watching Martha Munizzi's new book, Because of Who You Are, The Stories Behind My Music. And uh, those who have been singing your songs for many years are going to obviously be leaning, leaning in and learning. And I'm sure even people who are getting to know you here are going to be intrigued to not only want to hear the music and, and the songs, but hear those stories. Um, talk to us a little bit about how this the idea for this book was born and what's your heart behind it? You know, I've been wanting to write this book for years, honestly, I want to, I want to say it was actually my husband's idea uh, from the beginning. We, we talked about it for years. He's standing over here going, yes, it was my idea, <laughs> but it was something that we kind of brainstormed over the years and said, man, I would love to write a book. And if I use the titles of my songs, so that's what we did. We took 30 um, songs that many people know. If you're a fan of my music, you would know these songs. Some of them are like deep tracks as they would say, but um, songs that are a little bit more well-known. And um, I didn't write all of them, but I co-wrote or wrote most of them. But there was wow. one or two that I thought I have to include in here. Um, and I, I said, just each each song would have its own chapter with a story, with maybe even a small message, a sermon, some scripture. There's also an accompanying journal that's going to be coming out as well. But I tried to really stick to uh, because of who you are and songs glorious. And, you know, I want to see heaven, which is a new song and other songs, Holy Spirit filled this room and God is here. And it's a new season. Each one of those chapters, each one of those songs has a story behind it of how I either wrote it um, or something that is kind of like a hybrid of how I wrote it. And then what inspired the song or just something that helps people go deeper in their relationship with God. And so I delve into like when I talk about Holy Spirit, fill this room, how important it is that we're not just worshiping or we're not just singing to get God in the room, but we're actually learning how to hear God's voice hmm. to become who God wants us to be. We need him in every area. So I break some things down. There's even, I think I even had some, I pulled out some Greek and Hebrew words, you know, to kind of <laughs> give people a little bit more in-depth understanding, not just a song. And, and it's, I mean, I don't, I shouldn't say not just a song because songs are powerful, yeah. but beyond just, oh, that's a cute story. I think people mm. will read it and say, okay, I learned something. I, there's revelation in it. I grew, I didn't know that about the Holy Spirit, or I didn't know that about, you know, worship or a double-edged sword. I talk about the two-edged mm. sword. 
you know, and how powerful that is. So I try to really make it almost like a textbook workbook for people that want to go deeper in their faith. That's good. Um, I, I'm just looking here at the table of contents. Um, some of the some of the chapters, which obviously are the songs, obviously because of who you are, the, the title of the book, uh, I'm going to win worthy renew me. I know the plans he's already provided. Just great, great songs, great topics. And here's one thing I wanted to mention. Um, there's something powerful about stories. I think this is something that leaders, ministry leaders, pastors, even marketplace leaders, I think we need to understand the power of stories, the power of lived experiences. Can you share a little bit about, about what you've discovered about that? Yes, I'm a storyteller and I love stories. I guess I'm right-brained. So, you know, I think there's a book is it called Blink. I think it's Blink that on one side of the page, it's for people that are right-sided, brain-sided, mm-hmm. and the other left. So if you like statistics and numbers and details, then you're more left-brained. But the right brain and it is where I live. I'm creative. If you tell me a story, I got it. Like the revelation <laughs> of that story. And that's what Jesus did. He went about telling stories where people could relate. Yeah. And I think... I like to break it down. You know, I love complex ideas, but then I think it's, I love somebody that can take a complex idea and break it down for me (laughs) so that Mm -hmm. I can understand. And then people that can even break it down even to more, uh, just, just an understanding where everybody can understand what's being said, not just the intellectuals, you know? And I think stories do that for everybody. They stick with you. Um, But I, I have to be honest, writing this book took me way longer than I thought because telling stories is a skill in itself, right? It's one thing to tell a story, yeah. but when you're writing a story, because I would start writing it and I would feel great. I'd write a story because then it brings back, you know, old memories and feelings and thoughts and you kind of relive some things. And then I would wake up the next day after I thought I had just nailed it and I would reread <laughs> what I wrote the day before. I'm like, this sounds like a third grader. I can't, because stories <laughs> really just do break it down so simply but that was one of the reasons I think it took me a little bit longer to write it because I'd never written a book before. I'd written songs, but a book was ju- is just different. <laughs> it's different. But I feel really good about the details that I write in a lot of these stories because I wanted to put people in the actual experience of that story. I wanted you to feel like you're living that story with me. And uh, I feel like I did that. And, and I, like I said, stories are powerful. They're, they're mm. just they can, they can help you visualize something They you see yourself in a story, mm-hmm. you know, change happens when you go, okay, I can relate. To, okay. If she's like that, I do that same thing. And it makes people laugh. It makes people cry. You know, I, I just think powerful uh, stories are the most powerful resource we have. Yeah. I, I I'm thinking, even thinking in your journey as uh, as church planters, um, you know, number one, when you're preaching or teaching, there's, there's something powerful that we learn from Jesus as he, as he spoke parables, right? There's something that helps people retain and understand when their story, I I also think of, as we're leading our teams, uh, one of the things that we have to get good at is telling the story of how we've gotten to where we are and, and, and how God has moved. Um, I'm interested. I'm curious before we jump into maybe one of the specific stories from your book, I'm curious, you, you mentioned how writing a book is, is different than writing and you've written many songs, obviously, and you've written and co-written so many songs. And then is this the first book, Martha? Is this the first book you've written? This is my very first book. Okay. So here's the question. Here's the question. What, what do you think is a couple of the factors of why it was a little harder a little more challenging to write kind of in book format 
when maybe you're used to writing songs? If I'm just being brutally honest, I procrastinated way too much because <laughs> my creative brain, I, you know, songwriting, it, not that it's not difficult, but when you get that inspiration and Glow. I got a verse that I love, I got a bridge, I got a verse. Let's go to lunch. We'll write one more verse. We got a tag. We're out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it becomes like this easy, predictable thing. And you hope you've got a good song. If not, you work yeah. it out on Sunday. Then you can, so it's a, it, it's just different when you get into the, the mindset of a song and writing a, a book, just making it cohesive. And does it sound, is it good enough? Is it, is mm. it, do people, will people get anything out of this? Is my story that I'm writing, does anybody, will they care? Like, is it as <laughs> profound or impactful to them as it is to me? And just trusting that that's yeah. the hardest part because for me, I would start writing and I think, first of all, it's like the imposter syndrome, you know, that imposter <laughs> syndrome, everybody's saying like, you just feel like, okay, why do you think you can write a book? Why do you think you have this in you? Like, why did yeah. you even suggest to this? This is not you. I mean, honestly, I'm just, I don't feel like I do anybody any favors by pretending that I had this, you know, massive level of confidence. I didn't, it was, it was a skill set, and then just that I had to learn and then just sitting down and being quiet and just being, you know, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day till it's done. Just don't get up, you know, just keep <laughs> writing. There's no other. And, and for me as a creative, I just need to get inspired. And if I get inspired and I mm -hmm. lean so much on that inspiration and not the discipline. And so that was hard. That was yeah. hard to go, Lord, you need to grow. You got <laughs> There's some areas of growth right there for you. And, um, and I, you know, you kind of know it, but, and I think for me, and I won't speak for other people, but sometimes it's easy to just not stretch in certain areas mm -hmm. because of it's, you don't want to battle your own self. Yeah. You know, you don't want to see the areas that you, you know, deep down, okay, this is going to be a stretch. I'm going to have to grow. I hate this. Why am I not good? You know, all these thoughts, why do I have to do this? And, but when it's all said and done and you get into the zone, you get into yeah. that flow. You're like, I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad I did it. And then the, then the Holy spirit steps in and helps the more I'm disciplined, but that's the part that I've struggled with. And then I think a lot of people can relate to is the discipline behind writing yeah. is really, it's really, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. <laughs> and there's, I, I think there's some leadership lessons in there. Number one, getting out of our comfort zone. I think, you know, getting out of, getting out of the boat, if you will, and trusting the Lord can lead us and guide us to do something new. I, and I think also acknowledging, man, I, I'm, 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 I'm gifted and strong in this area. I can learn something in this, in this other area. There may be people who maybe they, they're better at writing, but they can't write a song. Right. And so I think yeah. there's, there's value in, man, what are the giftings God has placed in each one of us? And as leaders, I, helping other people identify those giftings and, and, and everybody has stories. Everybody has experiences. And uh, I think it's, I think your book is, is a neat journey because you're connecting kind of the creative musical world in the songs, but then you're connecting it with the true heart stories behind why they were written. And, and, and I'd love to tap into one of these stories, which, which one, I know there's a lot of songs. We don't have time to do them all, but what's one that stands out that you want to share with us? Christian leaders around the world are taking advantage of their free annual subscription to the avail journal. After all, each one of us should be taking the next step in our leadership journey. When you sign up for a free annual subscription to the avail journal, you'll enjoy interviews, articles, resources, and much more 
more. For more information and to get subscribed today, visit availjournal.com. Well, this one I think is important and I wrote it um, on the chapter, I think it's called Renew Me. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's the chapter, Renew Me. And I, I, you know, I am a transparent person. My husband would say probably a little too much. You could hold back a little (laughs) bit, (laughs) but I just really feel like, you know, I love it when people say, man, you know, I screwed up or I was insecure in that area. I had to really grow. It was all me. I I love it when someone is just so honest, you know, because then I know, okay, it's not just me. Nobody's pretending or being real. Mm -hmm. And so I share the story in, in chapter, I think it's chapter eight called renew Mm -hmm. me. And I talk about when I first started traveling because my husband and I had been uh, worship pastors for about eight years at a large church here in Orlando. And the door, the t- and I talk a lot about that. You'll be able to read a lot about that and how we left. And mm. it was just very, uh, it was kind of a broken time for us mm. uh, because the pastor who we had worked with for eight years sat us down and said, I love y'all, but it's your season to move on. And um, I look back and at that time, I felt like rejection. I felt mm. so rejected, but I look back now and think, thank God that he had the insight to do that, or we would have never left. We would have wow. stayed right there. He said, y'all, there's a window that's open and you got to go. You got to go. And so it, we didn't understand it, but we knew like a year before that there was something wow. you know, we just knew, but we were not willing to, to make that decision. And I remember my mother saying uh, to us, she said, you know, I would share with her some of our frustration and things just felt different. The season had shifted. It didn't feel the same after eight years. And I remember her saying, don't make God have to kick you out of the nest. Mm. And I didn't know what she was talking. I'm like, what are you saying? I mean, it was prophetic. Now looking back, um, that that was over 20 years ago, but we moved on and God began to open up incredible doors for us. And one of the stories that I tell was one of the first places that we went to speak. And actually I went to sing and it was a large church. It doesn't even exist anymore, but it's a large church and uh, here in Florida. And we were able to go and, and uh, be a part of this conference that they had put on, I believe it was a women's conference. It was three nights and they had asked us to come and they wanted me to sing, I think it was the first night, the kickoff. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to the church, there were people in the um, that were on staff there that I knew previously, they were good friends of mine. One was administrative and she was the one that would greet us at the door and get us on the set, the, on the stage for sound check. And she was the one that were gonna show us to our seats and let us know where we were going to be before we sang. And so we got there early for sound check. So she greets us in the green room. We were so excited because we had been worship leaders for a long time. And now, you know, now I'm one of the main artists at the concert, you know, (laughs) so I've stepped up, I'm living, you know, this is awesome. And I'm going to rub shoulders and bigger doors are going to open. And so um, I was so excited. And she said, Oh, I'm so good to see you. Remember, she was a friend of mine previously. So we, she greeted us and said, uh, showed us to the stage and we got, our sound check. The other person that was a good friend of ours, who they both are still good friends of ours. He was the worship pastor at the time of that large church. He was happy to see us and we're all waving hello. And we get our sound check done and we get everything set up for after the service to sell at our merchandise table. Totally excited about this gigantic opportunity. 2000 people. I was going to get to sing in front of incredible. So they show us to our seats and I was able to sit on the platform. They had all these, big, you know, those big wingback king and queen chairs we used to put uh-huh. on stage. So they had like probably, I don't know, six rows of big chairs on the stage. The stage was massive. And then they had a big choir loft right next to it in the middle of the stage. And then it had a wall that 
stood like if you were standing behind the wall of the choir stage, it stopped about right there. And so she showed us to the very front of the big wing back chairs. These are go- you're going to be your seats. And we were so excited. Like we, we, we have, we're living the life now before mm. we would be, no one would see us. Now we're going to be in the front in the guest chairs. Mm. And so we're waiting for the service to start. And then she walks over my friend, she had a clipboard and said, I'm so sorry. I, I, I need to move you back one seat. If I could just move you back. So I said, okay, I'll move back. I'm still on the platform. I'm still seen by everybody. I'm still in the VIP section. I'm just one seat back. No problem. Well, she came over and moved us three times until we ended up in the very back of the VIP section. No one would see us, but so many artists and so many celebrities were coming. They just, she just kept moving us back and moving us back. So I'm getting discouraged. I'm feeling, Mm. my feelings are hurt. I'm like, this is my big break. No one's going to see me up here. And I know I'm going to sing, but this is where my mind is. Then she comes over one more time. Now the stage is filling up. The choir state loft is, is packed. And she said, I'm so sorry, but I don't have any more room up here for you on stage. Can you please go back and sit with the choir? So I, in my mind, I'm thinking I was a choir director for eight years. Mm. I've been sitting with the choir. I want to be out with the grown up. Like I want to be at the big people table. <laughs> you know, I want to be where the, the, the conference guests are and the artists are. I don't want to be, God, why would you bring me out here? And you're putting me right back where I started. And so I look over at my friend who's the choir director as I take that walk of shame from the VIP section over to where he's sitting with the choir and he's waving at me like, come on back, you you know, <laughs> come on back to where we are. You're welcome home. And so I'm literally embarrassingly just embarrassing to say I was holding back tears. Hmm. So I go and I, as soon as I sit down, like the wall just stops about right. So nobody's going to see me now, the wall that's in front of the choir loft and I am just fighting back tears. I'm fighting my flesh. I'm feeling unseen. I'm feeling forsaken and forgotten. And I'm feeling so dumb at the same time. Like, this is silly. You're who cares where you sit, but my flesh cared. Yeah. My flesh cared. And because my mindset was that I was going to be seen. And so now I'm not going to be seen. Mm. And the people that see me, I'm going to be in the choir. So I'm sitting there with my head down. And all of a sudden the guest speaker arrives, walks to the stage and makes a comment about a song that they've been singing every morning. This is a massive, very well-known speaker. And she says, we've been singing the song. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who sings the song. Somebody just gave it to me. And we've been singing the song every morning at our 6 a.m. prayer. It has completely changed our church. I sing it everywhere I go. And if the musician would just follow me, I'm going to sing it. And she starts singing one of my songs, Say the Name of Jesus. Hmm. Needless to say, everybody in the room looked at me it didn't matter where I was sitting. They found me. And I knew right then, God, this has nothing to do about where I'm sitting, who sees me. It, it, as a matter of fact, it's so it, that moment so exploded my ministry that we sold out of everything at our table. I had to drive back home and get more. And they asked me to stay for the rest of the conference. So that wow. one little moment that God was really, I was struggling. Goo- I mean, it was so goofy. I look back on that now and I think, but that it was so immature, but that's, that's, mm who we are sometimes it's sets it's that simple that was an area of growth i've had to learn god i it just doesn't matter he'll find me wherever i am it just mm-hmm. doesn't matter it was a place of renew me renew my heart and that's what i pulled into this chapter lord renew my spirit create a right heart in me so that i'm not limited there's no mm-hmm. lid on my life i can go as far as god wants to take me cuz it's not about me yeah and uh, just the that's just a quick version of that chapter there's more you can read about that story that's good renew me you know I, I, um martha would you would you speak to 
Um, maybe there's a pastor who's listening right now or watching this this podcast thinking nobody sees me. Uh, maybe there's another ministry leader or a worship leader who's thinking the same thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm back here. Uh, yeah. Nobody sees me. Um, I'm not important. Maybe, maybe lies from the enemy that are, that are opening the door to rejection. Yes. Um, what, what would you say just, just as, as, as a pastor, as a leader, and even going through experiences like this, what would you say to a person who's feeling that way? You know, I, would say, because I have felt this way my, myself, that you need to master those feelings. Mm. You, need to, you need to find a way to just, first of all, just receive the love of God. He loves you. If your church has got 30 people in it, I've, I've had to learn, you know, we had an incredible uh, traveling ministry. Doors just opened incredible. And, and, and we were on some of the largest stages all over the world. Mm. You know, I sang at Wembley Arena. I sang um, at mass at, uh, in a, a, a huge places. It's been yeah. incredible. Um, mm. and, but at the height of it, I, I realized God, you're doing great things, but then God began to birth a church in my heart. Mm. And so I went from this big, large platform ministry to now a handful, 15 people in a room and feeling like, okay, it's not big, but it is big. And there's another story in the, in my book that I think would really encourage pastors mm-hmm. to read of, of a huge event. I went to with thousands and thousands of people and I sang for one of the pastors who is a pastor's pastor. And I, it was one of his breakout sessions and uh, he had about 200 people in a room of 5,000 and the breakout session right next door was packed with 5,000 men with, and the leader that was, leading what they were chanting and I'm trying to lead worship in this tiny room, a, a huge room with a, a small amount of people. <laughs> One next door was packed and I'm feeling like this is terrible. Like this poor man who's got to get up and preach in front of these people. It, it, it's how embarrassing everybody went to this other group, this other class. But when it was all said and done, zoom out, the man that spoke in the large room ended up, it's, 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 it's true, but he ended up, having a moral failure, the whole ministry just collapsed. And I would just encourage people, you can't despise the small. If you feel, that's what the Bible says, don't look at where you are as insignificant. I've, I've had to learn my flesh that, you know, we want the big, we want the great, but, and I know we want things to grow fast, but cancer Mm -hmm. grows fast too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we, you want healthy and remind yourself that God loves you. He sees you. He's called you. And I've learned to tell myself over the years, if it's small, good. If, if it's something that, because if the, unless the Lord builds the house, say that labor, labor in vain, <laughs> I got to grow if something's going to grow. I've got to be big. I've got to grow big people around me. And, or maybe I'm not, you know, ready for the masses. And, and I have felt overlooked. First of all, practically get off social media, stop scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. Cause you're just going to compare yourself. I don't care how much you say you won't, you will just stop. Don't don't on Mondays after you preached or whatever, do not scroll through social media. As a matter <laughs> of fact, social media is scientifically designed to make us depressed. That's hmm. a fact. Instagram is wow. designed to make you unhappy. That is a fact. So if we're spending a lot of time on social media, 
you're, it's going to be harder to master your emotions when you're feeling forsaken, when you're feeling on the backside of the desert and everybody's church is blowing up, everybody's ministry is exploding and you feel like it's not. And I, I just, I've encouraged myself to go, you know what, God, this is you and me and whoever you send, mm -hmm. I'm going to pour myself into it. And if I have a hundred people in my church forever, it's going to be the best church of a hundred people that exist on the planet. And I, I have to fight my flesh. My husband and I both do, but you're not forsaken. You're not forgotten. There's a book you can read. There's a, there's a worship that'll help you. There, there's mm -hmm. something that you can grow and continue to develop your leadership while God has you in a holding pattern, while God has you in a, maybe in the backside of the desert, we all have those opportunities to grow. I encourage my, you know, the single women around me, you know, what, if you knew that God's going to give you the man of your dreams in the next five years, five years, you're going to walk down the aisle and you're going to marry <laughs> man of your dreams. How are you going to spend the next five years of your life? You know, envision greater vision, keep the greater vision in front of you. That's why reading and studying and Spending time in God's presence is so important. So when you're in the pit of despair, yeah. you get vision for the future. Yeah, I love this. I think this is great, Martha. I think I think the the trajectory that the Lord has allowed you to experience along with your husband, not only in the in the you know years of music ministry and worship leading. Uh, but now, you know, approaching approaching a decade of of being church planters and, and pastoring yeah. a church, and just seeing God's faithfulness through all the all the seasons, you know, that you've experienced, and then doing it as a family. This is beautiful. I, I think that's why this book is so valuable. Everybody, we're talking about Martha Muniz's first book because of who you are, the stories behind the songs and the music that God has given her. Uh, talk to us as we as we kind of hit the final stretch. Talk to us about what other. Uh, what other resources are connected? Is it just the book? Uh, is there anything else along that, that will help kind of add on to the experience of the book? That's a, that's a great question. In the book, at the end of each chapter, there is a QR code that you can just take your phone and scan, and it will take you to that video on YouTube of that mm. song. So each chapter, it, like Renew Me, you'll just use that QR code. It'll take you right there. So you could even read the chapter while you're listening to the song. And it just kind of takes the steps out. So you don't have to go, what was that song? I wanted to listen. It's right there after each chapter. And another one of my husband's brilliant ideas. And then, um, and then there is a journal that's coming alongside this book. And then we are working on um, just even more information for people that they can be a part of a mentorship. We're going to be doing courses online uh, using this book and then other things that I'm working on as well for leadership, because I am very passionate about at my age. Now I am very passionate about mentoring and coaching and training. And so I think it's really important. You need somebody in your life that is more than one. I, I need a lot of voices based mm -hmm. on what we're doing because you can't, you know, you can't, what they say, you can't, you know, feed on the old wine mm -hmm. skin, you need new wine skins for the new yeah. wine, new thing, new relationships, greater voices. i tell our, our, our church all the time, one spiritual nugget, one leadership statement can change the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's why every day I'm like, I got to just feed myself uh, as much as I can in leadership. And, and this book is really a labor of love for that, just to get the stories out and let people see my life and that maybe, you know, even the struggles that I've had throughout my life. And, you know, I, I, I tell a story about my parents and their divorce and, and mm. um, so many very personal, personal stories that are in this book, how I was healed as a baby of a disease that should have killed me. 
I tell that wow. story in the book. I, I tell about my mom and dad's divorce. So it, it, there's a lot that's in this book that's going to really encourage people um, and then just give you wisdom, keys and principles and music that will bring you back to where God wants you. I, that's That's my hope. That's beautiful. I, you know, that's another leadership lesson is vulnerability. I think the best leaders are leaders that are able to be vulnerable and open, uh, both about victories and wins, but also struggles and challenges and difficult seasons. Um, yeah. Leaders lean in. This is a great book. Uh, if, if, if the viewers here and the listeners in Avail want to get the book, Pastor Martha, what's the best way for them to find the book? Well, thank you. You can go on our website, uh, marthamenizzi.com, and you can get the uh, just tons of stuff there or Amazon has the book and then Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble all online. You can find it there. So um, I just want people to get it. I want them to be encouraged. It's, it's not a, you know, uh, a deep read. You won't have to read each chapter three times. You might want to hopefully, <laughs> but I really think you'll be able to, you know, kind of get something out of every chapter and, and yeah. be encouraged. That's the whole goal. Yeah, that's good. There's reading, there's music, there's stories. I think it's going to be a great, Great addition to your library, everybody. Um, MarthaMunizzi.com is one place you can get the book. You can also find it where books are sold. Um, this is exciting. I think I think resources are helpful. I'm going to mention this. As you can see right behind me, there are avail journals. This one, this one is one with Pastor Dan and Pastor Dan and Martha on the cover here of this avail journal for the, those watching the video. The avail journal for those of you listening right now is a Christian leadership magazine that comes out quarterly. One of the best Christian leadership magazines out there right now. We want you to have it. Claim one year for free, availjournal.com. Pastor Martha, what do you think about the Avail Journal? You know what? It is done so well. It is beautiful. And there's so much in it. It's always so filled with great uh, content, pictures. It is just incredible. I mean, you know, they, they say magazines are kind of have kind of waned, but this one is bringing back magazines and I yeah. love it. I love having it. And it looks so great. Coffee table, you know, decor. It's just yeah. beautiful. I love yeah, it. This, this specific edition has uh, Pastor Dan and Pastor Martha on the cover, a house for worship, unexpected journey from touring artists to church planters. What a great story. Um, I'm excited, Pastor Martha, for this book and for the people that are going to access it. Before we kind of close things off, what's a final, maybe a final word of encouragement, a final nugget, something you want to leave on everybody's heart? Well, first of all, thank you so much for allowing me to be on here with you. And this has been a lot of fun. And um, I know you're pastoring in, uh, you're in South Florida. We're pastoring yeah. here at Epic Life Church. And um, people can go to our website, epiclifeorl.com and just learn more about us. And we have our own YouTube channel with our messages and our music on there. And I want people to know about that just to be encouraged. And I would just, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, God is doing something behind the scenes. Mm. That you cannot even imagine. He is working in ways unseen. I say that so much because mm-hmm. he is. I, that's how I keep myself encouraged. When I don't see anything in the natural of what God is doing, I trust that God has, you know, I, I love the phrase that says all good teachers are silent during tests. And if he's <laughs> silent, there's a test that you're walking through. But that just means you're about to graduate into something greater and maybe you're yeah. in a season where you feel like maybe people have walked away. You know, we've we've gone through, you know, a difficult time as a nation, as a as a world. And you're rebuilding some things. I would just I would encourage you just to keep the hand of the plow. 
Keep mm. moving forward. Don't be moved by what you see or don't see. Don't be, you know, overly discouraged when people, you know, that kind of are your biggest givers walk out or people that you thought would never leave, leave. Trust mm. that God had a, a, had a plan that didn't include them. Mm. And, and it, it, it might seem hard for you to understand that, but God has a future that is, it's bigger than anything you can rely on in a person or a, a place or wherever, whatever God's doing in your life, that's tangible that you could see God's doing something so much bigger than what you see in the natural, what God is doing behind the scenes. I said that in our church the other day. Um, and one of our ushers in the back, I said, I'm telling you, God is moving in ways you can't see. And he's an actor and he was about to quit acting. He went to target to fill out a job description. And he said, when you said it, I said, God, that's a word for me. And he began to believe God you're working in ways unseen. The next day he got a call from his agent, got this huge blockbuster movie. Mm. I mean, it's just crazy. This role. And I'm like, God is really doing when you're at your lowest, God is doing the most. Yeah. I'm just telling you that that's when you are so just discouraged, that's the Mm. enemy trying to push back against you to lose your joy because there is something great right around the corner. So hold on. And trust God, be strong. I'm telling you, greater things are on the way. That's a good word. It's so true. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life to the full. What a good word. I love it. Pastor Martha, this has been awesome. Um, Let me just say on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, the whole Avail leadership team, everybody who's behind the scenes here, we just want to say we're thankful for your life. We honor you and Pastor Dan for the work that you're doing as pastors. And now as an author, we're really proud of you. Thank you so much. And shout out to all those same great men. They've helped us grow. (laughs) Sam Chand, I mean, he's amazing. We've been learning from him for 20 years. So we're grateful. Yes, ma'am. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this, leaders. Leaning in with Pastor Martha Munizzi and her new book, Because of Who You Are. Grab it. Share it with somebody. It's going to be a great experience and a great journey. On behalf of Avail Leadership, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church in South Florida. Your host, for the Veil Podcast, where a new episode comes out every single week with amazing leaders like Pastor Martha. Thanks for connecting with us, and we can't wait to see you next time right here on the Avail Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, Martha Munizzi. You can find out more about Martha on social media and by going to marthamunizzi.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.